quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her questions via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. And then she can either type her responses or use their voice-to-text feature. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. This book becomes a legacy, something your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I used mylifeinabook.com to compile my own stories to give to my daughters for Mother's Day. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code PEACE at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code PEACE for 10% off today. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood. Yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connected parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm not alone today, everyone. I have guests. (laughs) Emily and Matt, Dr. Matt and Dr. Emily are going to speak to us. We're going to talk about, you know, physical development. And I'd love for them to just tell us who they are and where they're com- where they come from and why we want to listen to them. <laughs> Go ahead, Emily. All right. Hey guys. Uh, my name is Dr. Emily Heisey. I'm a pediatric physical therapist and I've been treating for about 14 years. I'm a mother of two uh, little girls, six and eight years old, and I am the founder and co-owner of Connective Health, which is a intensive program where we help children who have developmental delays kind of bump them up and get them on the right track to get these big milestones that they need to really continue to contribute um, with life. So crawling, walking, um, sitting, things that we all kind of take for granted, but these kiddos need a little extra jumpstart to get them to where they need to be. Um, This all kind of started uh, in 2020, um, where I started Connective Kids on Instagram. And I just really wanted to equip parents with knowledge and education and empower them through gross motor development and purposeful play. It seems so scary, but really our children's development isn't all that scary. It's just that we don't have the knowledge. Amazing. I love it. What about you, Matt? Yeah, so I did not want to be a pediatric chiropractor, even though that's what I am now. Uh, I grew up playing baseball. I played a little professional baseball. Um, and back in 2020, I had my first uh, daughter. And once going through development and I saw Emily's Instagram and I was like, purposeful play, that's such a great idea. 
you know, you're going to play with your kid and build that connection and interaction with them. Why not do it in a purposeful way? And I just love that. Make it easy 20 minutes a day. So we reached out and connected on Instagram and we started sharing a couple of kiddos that needed a little bit of help. And I didn't realize it at the time, but she was actually like testing me to make sure I was good. (laughs) And um, just over time, we just, we saw that we were able to get results really fast. Um, Just the way that we thought about the body and the way that we look at it just really went together. So we came together and we now co-own Connective Health, Connective Kids. Amazing. I love how you use play because we use play in, in connected parenting as a way to connect emotionally with a kid. But if you could add an extra layer, if you have a child who's struggling, then that could be like a whole additional way to make it fun. Well, and like purposeful play too can be with, you know, even kiddos that are meeting their motor milestones. But as like a type A mother myself, I would always Pinterest, you know, back in the day, uh, Pinterest different ways to play with my kids because as a physical therapist, I feel like I always had to do instead of just be. Um, and it was actually just so much easier than I thought. And it, it made sense instead of, you know, just laying down on the ground, let's work on tracking an object right and left. Super easy, but it made me feel like I had a little bit more control. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about. Yeah. And, and I, I, before we get there, I'd like to talk about what are these poor, sweet parents who come to you? How I can imagine that they're panicked and stressed and like having a hard time. Can you talk about that piece a little bit, like where these folks are coming from and how they're feeling and what that looks like? Yeah. Yeah, I I can probably answer that first. And then Emily, if you have anything extra to add. So the way that our model works is it has chiropractic and PT with every session for these intensive models specifically that come in. And I can't tell you the amount of times where, you know, I'll come in the first 15 minutes or so I'll get, you know, the chiropractic part done and then the mom and I'm very like relational building, just that's just my personality. And I'll talk to the mom and then I read something like, oh, this this mom or dad is really stressed out. So I'll actually take them out of the treatment room and go into our chiropractic room. And I've had many parents cry on the table and they're just very stressed, overwhelmed, because there's a lot of comparison out there today, especially with social media. I think social media does a lot of good, especially when you're trying to educate. But when you're seeing, you know, little Timmy down the street is doing this and your child is not, like that can put a lot of pressure on them. So we always start with, we want to educate and empower from the foundation. And then we can give action steps, very similar to what you do with your page. That's why we love it so much. Like give education, give information, empower them to equip them for those tough conversations with friends or family, you know, grandparents and things like that, that may put little comments in here and there, uh, but then give action steps of, okay, great. Yeah. You're, you're doing good. Let's work on this. Like you're doing a great job, mom. Yeah. And I think too, like with my parenting stuff, I try to say like, if your kid bites or hits or kicks, they're not a bad kid. And if your kid can't roll over or can't pick themselves up or stand or whatever, it doesn't mean they never will. Exactly. I mean, I think the biggest thing, because um, the other impetus for starting Connective Kids was my own child, um, Heidi, my youngest, she had severe acid reflux. And there's actually this cascade of events that happens with acid reflux. First, you know, they have all this pain. And so they get tight on the left side of their body and they want to turn away from it. And so you may have some tightness in the neck. They want to throw themselves back. So they don't want to sit. They hate to be on their belly. So if they're not on their belly, how are they going to build the arm strength? So what was so 
scary and um what made me so self-conscious was keeping all of this internalized and not talking about it with other parents and feeling like I was alone yeah. and just feeling just so isolated. And I think the biggest thing that we try to do is we speak about the elephant in the room. Let's all be on the same page. Let's empathize with each other and just really be like, hey, this is okay. Okay. We are all here. We've all been here. We're all probably going to be there at some point. So let's talk about it and like bring light to something that seems that has a negative stigma to it. And let's get something positive out of it. Yeah, that's so good. And I think people need to feel not alone in their parenting, especially when they're struggling. And they, like you said, if they're comparing them, their kid to somebody who's down the street or at play group or whatever, it can feel like you've done something wrong as a parent. You haven't given them what they need or, you know, you blame yourself because you're their everything. Yeah, it's like 69% of parents feel that their child um, hitting gross motor milestones is a direct reflection of them as a parent. No, these sweet people. But we have to tell them that's not true, right? I know. Right. I know. And that's what's so cool about, um, because there's so many layers. This isn't just about gross motor development. This is us um, as parents feeling like we're doing what we can do to have our child succeed. So bringing education, bringing light to it, talking about it, it makes it um, to where this whole parenting journey isn't as scary as we thought it was. I agree. Well, I love that statistic. And there's another one that says the they polled a, a bunch of people and they, uh, parents actually have, they think they may know when gross motor milestones are supposed to happen, mm-hmm. but actually only about 45% of them or so actually know when they're supposed to happen. So you're setting these expectations maybe too high. We get a lot of DMs or comments where people are like, well, uh, my child's five months and they're not crawling yet. And we're like, well, that's not going to happen until about 10 months. So you're good. Everything is good. It's okay. (laughs) I get it though. We're hyper-focused and worried and we want to be the best parent we can be. And we don't know. We don't know what we don't know, I guess. I remember um, I went to a preschool parent teacher conference for my oldest and she was like, four maybe or three or three or four. And they were like, you know, we're, we're really worried because she can't do the trike. She is really having a hard time doing the trike. And I was like, well, we live in the Hills in LA, you know, like there's nowhere to ride a trike. There's nowhere to ride a bike. We don't have this experience. She hasn't had this experience, but I was devastated that one little thing that she couldn't ride the trike at school. And I thought, oh my gosh, I got the trike. We went to my dad's house. We made sure we were doing the trike. Like I was so worried that I had done her some disservice by not getting her on the trike. I can't imagine if my child couldn't walk at, you know, two or three or whatever. That would really be hard as a mom. Really. It's just constant anxiety is what it is. It's like, you you can't breathe until they do it. And are they going to do it? And when are they going to do it? Writing pause for a moment to thank our sponsors. These brands make sure you can listen to this podcast for free. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, Alphalac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim, 
What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before my period. I always used to feel like I was walking in quicksand and craving the most unhealthy of foods. My sleep was always off and my moods were unpredictable. Now it's easier to manage PMS with EstroControl. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. And the biggest benefit, feeling like myself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 14,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off the entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code PEACE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PEACE for 15% off today. Okay, let's get back to the show. What about successes? What have you guys seen? What? What? Give me a good anecdote or a good story of a kid who's, you know, come in with like, they're, they're five, they can't walk, whatever. Yeah. So I'm going to give you two examples just because I'm going to round out what we talked about with Heidi, my youngest. So uh, she was 10 months and she could just sit. She wouldn't crawl. She wouldn't move. She wouldn't do anything. She just liked to sit there. She was a happy sitter. That's what I used to call her. And so I went to the pediatrician. He's like, she's going to have to go to PT. And I'm like, no, no, I, I'm the PT and I'll figure this out. And he's like, well, if she's not crawling by her, you know, first birthday, that's going to be an issue. I'm like, nope, we got this. So for six weeks, uh, 20 minutes a day, I worked on what I called purposeful play and we would do different positions. But again, 20 minutes a day because I couldn't stomach working with her any longer because she would scream bloody murder. But what I found in that six weeks combined with chiropractic that she went from just sitting there to crawling, standing, walking, and by her first birthday was doing all the things she needed to do. But it was 20 minutes a day and it wasn't like this big production to kind of speak about some of the kiddos that come into our offices. One kiddo, um, he was from Saudi Arabia. He was born one pound, six ounces. He was a micro preemie and um, his name is Camel. And they came to see us here in Texas and their goal was for him to walk. Now, virtually I had helped him learn how to sit and crawl and pull the stand, but they were ready for that next level. He did have a diagnosis of cerebral palsy, but it was mild. So he really, and he was smart as a whip and he was hilarious. But within um, the time that he was here, the first goal was to get him to stand up on his own. And within four weeks, he was able to crawl himself up off the floor and stand and balance and take 25 steps. Oh my gosh. And that was, it was a, a reel that went viral. And if you see it, you will cry because yeah. he is just <laughs> precious a peanut. Um, they went back to Saudi Arabia, came back one more time because they said, we aren't going to leave until he walks out of these doors. And he is a, he's a walker. He's a proficient walker. We're, we're good. So he ended up staying for about gosh, what, like 15 weeks, something mm -hmm. like that. But again, um, at the end of that, 
He's a walker. He walked right out of our offices and was like, peace. And that's so empowering for a kid too, because, you know, they're as frustrated probably as their parents if they're, Mm -hmm. you know, really having delays like that. Sure. And a lot of these kiddos are cognitively intact. So could you imagine the frustration they have when they want to move their body in a way that they can't? Yeah. It brings a lot of, you know, tantrums and throwing and biting because they just want to be independent and functional and, you know, do it themselves. But their body is not. My my favorite part is at the end of that, when the mom was leaving and and they were going back to Saudi Arabia, she said, you know, I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring him back here one day. I'm going to show him where he learned how to walk. That's so cute. That's so sweet. That gives me chills. Yeah. It was just, yeah. There's yeah. so many stories. And, you know, we could, we've seen kids start walking and literally all it was was us assessing their feet properly or adding shoes or getting them the right orthotic yeah. or um, just the way that we look at things is a little bit different than the, I think, a little bit of the typical way we, are, we look at more so. We know that, you know, God has this innate intelligence inside of us that that's how we're developing. That's how we're, how we're moving forward through these gross motor milestones. And a lot of times they just need a little bit of help of getting themselves out of the way. Like she said, with reflux, it can cause these compensation patterns. And we just have to do a little bit of retraining, re-education with their brain body connections. So they just understand what their body is doing more. And that's really when we're freeing up restrictions with chiropractic and then adding true functional strengthening with PT it's built, it's all about the brain, brain development, helping them understand what their body can do. And then it's amazing what you can see once you just help them with just a little bit. I love that. That's so great. Can you guys tell us like, what are the, the overarching developmental milestones um, in the early first few years or whatever? Yeah. So um, when it comes to, to gross motor milestones, yes, there is the textbook answer of a certain month, right? But just know that in all actuality, there is a grace period and there's like a sliding scale of two to three months. Okay. That might be early or that might be late. It's still all typical. So kind of keep that in mind when I go through the Yeah, months. I think that's really important. I think people don't need to like take this as like the law, right? If your kid, like your child, she wasn't walking or crawling or doing anything at 10 months, but she was going to get there. Yeah, she was exactly. for sure going to get there. She is a typical little girl running around being crazy. She's my little spicer. So yes, it doesn't mean that your child is broken. So that's just, we'll preface it with that. Um, So typically kiddos will start rolling from their belly to their back around four to five months um, from their back to their belly around six to seven months. Now that may go again, either direction. Uh, Kiddos will start sitting independently without using their hands with a nice straight back around six to eight months. And you're going to see them start to push up on those hands and knees and crawl anywhere from, gosh, 10 months uh, or eight months rather, all the way up to 12 months. Okay. That's even a bigger one. Um, Just because some kiddos love to be on the ground and they start army crawling and moving. And it may be, you know, they start that at six months and they're up on their hands and knees around eight months. So um, when it comes to walking, that can start anywhere from nine, 10 months, all the way up to like 16 months. Yeah. Um, and really a doctor won't refer a child being delayed in walking until around 18 months. Um, the coolest thing about walking and about all of these gross motor milestones is there isn't a lot of skills that happen between 12 months to 24 months. So God gives us this beautiful grace period to all get caught up. 
Right. So even if your kiddo doesn't start walking until, let's say, 18, 20 months, they still have four months to practice before anything else. So um, it's it's really padded for us. So it shouldn't be something, development shouldn't be this scary thing. Yes, knowing um, you know roughly when a child should be doing something so you can recognize that there is an issue, but also knowing if they aren't, let's work on it a little bit because they will eventually get caught up and I'll be on track by two. Yeah, that's so important. I think if, you know, we don't want to panic anybody to say, like, if your kid isn't rolling over at five months, you're okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. They're going to get yeah. there. Kids do kids do weird things. You know, the, the textbook says they roll from their belly to their back. Some kids will roll from their back to their belly or they'll roll belly to back. And then once they start rolling back to belly, they stop rolling belly to back. And it's because cognitively they're catching up and you have to do this little, like, almost like a trust fall to get to roll over. And they're understanding like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that right now. So they do, they do weird things. It's not like a pure straight line up and across. It's like a zigzag as gross motor development goes. Do you guys have like a PDF or a downloadable on um, like, these are the milestones. And if they're not meeting them, these are some things I can do kind of thing. Yeah, we have our, it's a free, it's all free on our website. We have a ton of resources there. It's connectivekids, that's K-I-N, activekids.com. We have a free gross motor checklist um, there that goes all the way up until five um, with all the different things. And I mean, each section is going to have five, six, seven um, things that you're looking for uh, within those, those windows. Okay, great. Maybe you guys can send me that link and we could put it in the show notes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we can put it there for people who are just interested. And again. I don't want anyone to freak out. If your kid isn't doing what you think they should be or what the list says, like it's just a guideline. It's not a an absolute and don't freak out. Yeah, it's an educational tool. It's a it's a piece for you to to look at and we say, you know, if if it's something that's keeping you up at night, if you think about it more than 3 times, at least ask your doctor, ask a pediatrician, you know, ask somebody. It's not bad. We want to break that stigma around like you know, if there is a delay, there's plenty of kids that do have delays and it's okay. Go see, you can get an eval and get a workup and see, and they may go and say, you know what, you're doing really good. Take these exercises and, and go home. So, yeah. but the educational piece is important because you want to know, okay, this is what I'm looking for in this time. And then like Emily, you know, type A personality, maybe you want to, you know, take a little bit of that you know, in your own hands and say, okay, I know that I can do some things to help my child's development. And this is what we're looking for. We can do purposeful play for 20 minutes. Are you kidding me? That's so easy. We can all do that. Yeah, we can. And we can also do special time. We can, we can incorporate it into special time. If the kid likes it enough and they, they think it's fun, they might even choose it to be part of your connected parenting pedagogy too. Well, absolutely. Because it's actually it's, it's just one-on-one time with a parent. So kids do, they, they end up loving it and adding in special games and toys. is really going to enhance their cognitive, their social, um, their emotional development. So it really all ties in with gross motor development. Everything kind of goes along and they all kind of tied up together. Yeah. It's so good. Anything else? If people, so people come from you from all over the world, really, it sounds like. So if you have a kid who does have delays that an option is to travel to Texas and get the intensive work that they need. Yeah. Um, and again, we tried to expedite the process by combining chiropractic and PT because if they're if a kiddo, again, even just like my Heidi bear where she wasn't, you know, crawling, she was just sitting there. 
that could have taken in the traditional PT model six months. I didn't really? have six months because that's a lot of money. That's a lot of time. So I wanted something that, um, and to kind of develop something that made sense to me as a parent when I was in the same situation. So that's why we try to get, and we do get quick expedited results by combining these two disciplines, which is very taboo, apparently. Oh, Chiropractic don't like each other. <laughs> oh I had no idea. <laughs> yes. We yeah. are the black sheep of um, our professions, oh. uh, but who cares? Because again, parents are wanting these big um, gross motor milestones to be achieved. And it takes a lot of money and time to do that. But we have them here. We do it in two to four weeks. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. And that's great. Like we were saying, that's great for kiddos that are behind your typical kiddos. And you're just looking for tips. The Instagram connective underscore kids on Instagram is a great resource. And our website has a ton of free resources there. And then the connective community, uh, you can get a link to has broken down skills with purposeful play tips. So there's a ton of free stuff out there for you to get if you just want to get information. And then yeah, if you do need a little bit of help, there's resources out there for that too. Amazing. You guys are doing good work out there for these sweet kids. Oh, thank yeah. you so much. I love your love your page too. I love what you're talking about. Yeah, it's so it's so needed. And you know, we we connect with kids on the floor when we're playing with them and working. So yeah, I I really love what you're doing. Thank you. I so appreciate it. Well, we will link some things in the show notes, the website, um, the Instagram, and that free guide for folks. And um, thank you for coming on. I so appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. 